Well, let's go to prayer this morning. Oh, our Father, we just thank you once again for the privilege of coming into your presence. I, I know you're with us all day, but there's something about gathering together with the church family Sunday morning to give you this time to to worship you, to open our hearts to you, to listen, Lord, for your voice, to exalt and lift up the name of Jesus, to, to worship our God together. So, Lord, be, be pleased, be uh, uplifted, Lord, on our praises, inhabit those praises, Lord, this morning, and be glorified. We thank you. We praise you. Let's pray that prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, last week we talked about, uh, am I loud enough in the back, everything good, everybody good? Yeah, nice. Just seems a little different, maybe because I don't have my my hood on today. (laughs) So last week we talked about God's love for us, period, right? And trusting that love, trusting him when our prayers maybe don't get answered the way we'd like to see them uh, or right away, um, or when his leading, his direction for our lives doesn't really line up with the plans that that we were so hoping for, right, or don't don't make sense to our reasonable mind. Um, But we need to trust, don't we? And as I was in prayer this week, I, I felt the Lord speaking to my heart, and he said, you know, I, I, I'd like you to take this a step further. Uh, that if we are truly going to experience the abundant life that Jesus promised, we need to both understand and embrace what that life looks like. And here's the question that I want us to seriously Uh, take up this morning. Am I simply fitting God into my life? Or have I truly given that life to him? Hmm. Good question for all of us. You know, the funny thing is that before you and I come to Christ, we, we think we're independent, don't we? We think we're in charge of our lives Uh, But the Bible really paints another picture, doesn't it? That we're already serving somebody, and it's not God. That we were sold through the first sin that came into the Garden of Eden. We were sold into slavery, into the kingdom of darkness, and, and destined for an eternity 
without God. But the Bible says that Jesus came and he redeemed us. He paid the price to release us from slavery. Praise God. He paid that price. And it goes on to say in 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20, you are not your own. You've been bought with a price. See, he bought us out of that slavery. He bought us out of destruction. And now we're not our own. We belong to him. And even as I say that, can I be honest? There's something in me that rises up. How about you? Something that, that inside of us that says, I, I, I don't want to belong to anybody but me. Right? I want to be in charge. I want to call the shots. That's exactly what keeps millions of people from coming to Christ every year and knowing the incredible love of God. That human, independent self-will, right? But think about it this morning. Who is it, really, that you and I belong to? Who is it? The most gracious, the most loving, the most compassionate, faithful, wise, etc., 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 being that ever existed. Right? Romans 8.15 goes on to say, For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons and daughters, by whom we cry, Abba, Father. Abba, that affectionate word for daddy, right? So we are not owned as property. We are loved as children. And yet, we still belong to him. In other words, when we come to Christ, we do sign over that independence. Not that we really ever had it. But, but, but really, there's a huge transformation that takes place when you and I say, not Jesus take the wheel, but Jesus keep the wheel. That, that, that voluntary letting go, that decision of my heart to say, you are in charge. When we do that consciously, there's a huge transformation that takes place. Now, here's what Jesus said in Matthew 16, 25. He said, for whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. I want to entitle the message this morning, Lost and Found. In other words, when people hold on to that perceived independence, right? My life, I'm in charge, and reject Christ, in the end, they end up losing it all, don't they? But if we lose it, Jesus says, if we fully turn it over to him, then... Jesus said, then we find it. Then we find it. Then we find the life that we were made for. Then we find what we've always wanted. Then we find the greatest life possible.
John 17, 13, Jesus prayed to the Father. He said, but now I am coming to you, and these things I speak in the world, that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. In the middle of Jesus' high priestly prayer there, he's praying that we would come into this relationship with the Father just as he had. What was the joy of Jesus' life? It was living a life fully given to the Father. So what does this look like, practically speaking? I'm, I'm, I'm very practical. I'm, I'm, I don't deal in concepts. How do, how do we actually, you know, walk this out? Now, the lie is this, and, we, and we've all, I think, heard it in our hearts or, or whatever. The, the lie is this, that if we really and completely give ourselves to the Lord, he's going to call us all to be missionaries in some remote jungle somewhere, right? Or that he will somehow forget that we have a job or commitments and will have us on the spur of the moment, running here, running here to do this or do that, that we can never relax, that we can never enjoy having any fun. Boy, it kind of sounds like the same things that people tell us when we tell them about Jesus, right? I don't want to do that. I'll never have any fun again, you know, right? Same mindset. That when we leave work after a hard day, that we then have to go and and, and volunteer at the homeless shelter until midnight every night. Never have any time to ourselves. Is that what it means? Is that really what it means? Is God that small? I mean, didn't God create us individually, knit us together in our mother's womb, as Psalm 139 says, right? Individually. Wouldn't that include our personalities and the gifts that God gave us, gifts that draw us to certain activities and hobbies like music or building things or enjoying a good book? Why did he give us those things if he didn't intend for us to partake of them, to use them, right? Wouldn't it make sense then that the God of all wisdom and understanding who gave us those things and as a matter of fact, the God who, who um, created the Sabbath for rest, right? You need rest. He knows that. Remember Jesus in the Gospels. We need, you know, we've been working. We, we need to go to the other side of the lake and chill for a while, guys. That was Jesus. You know, it doesn't mean we give it all to Jesus. We're going to be working 24-7. No. Come on, he's bigger than that. Wouldn't it make sense that this all-wise God who created us just like he did would map out for us the kind of life that is the most balanced, the most effective, um, life, uh, most satisfying life imaginable, right? One that actually fits us like a glove, because he designed us? Wouldn't that just make sense? One that would accomplish his will for our lives and would also fill us with joy and peace and purpose. Now, I'm not saying that it would be all peaches and cream, right? Of course not. 
that we'd always stay in our comfort zone. But come on, whoever stayed in their comfort zone and ever grew as a human being, right? We grow, we mature, we, we learn huge, valuable, important lessons by going through twists and turns and trials. And yet, as the, the Bible tells us over and over again, that it's God who orchestrates those things in our lives according to our specific needs, to walk us through there, to reveal his goodness and his glory in it, to teach us things, to hone us, to shape us, right? To take that lump of coal and squeeze it a little bit until it becomes a diamond. That's our God. Carefully crafting it all. And those, some of those hardest lessons have been the most important things, right? that become absolutely invaluable to us in our lives. Now, now watch this, because here's the difference. Instead of you and I uh, going through a typical week and, and trying to carve out time for God in our life, right? Make time for God in my life. Instead of doing that and feeling like we're always falling short, What if when we went to work that we felt that we were in the center of God's will? That that eight or ten hours a day, whatever it is, was not just work, work, but that eight to ten hours a day was us spending several hours being exactly where God wants us to be. Literally doing his will by doing our job. It not only changes the perspective, but I think it also changes the expectation, doesn't it? Now, if you, if you were a missionary, you would expect what? You'd expect God's presence and his power and his anointing, right? You say, well, that's spiritual stuff, right? We, of course, we're going to expect God to be, to be empowering us and, and all this to do spiritual things. Well, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 11, and this is inspired scripture. Paul speaking to the Thessalonians. He says, aspire to live quietly and to mind your own affairs. Literally, mind your own business, Right? Um, and work with your hands as we instructed you. See, not everybody is called to be a missionary. Live a quiet life. Do your job. Do it well. That's the will of God for you. So why is that any less spiritual than the other? It's not. The important thing is that you and I be Christ-like in all that we do. Whether a missionary, an office worker, a garbage collector, excuse me, a sanitation engineer, right? Whatever it is that we do, God calls us into society, all aspects of society, right? To be a light for him. Not a preacher or a Bible thumper, but a light, Someone who is faithful, someone who is kind, someone who is helpful, not a whiner and a complainer, right? 
somebody the boss can count on. Or if you are the boss, someone the employees can count on. Right? And also is ready, Peter says, when asked to give the reason for the hope that is in them with gentleness and respect. And so we can and should expect the same thing that a missionary expects or a pastor or an evangelist as they fulfill their calling. We should expect the same presence of God and power to fulfill our calling, whatever it may be. And so then that which was work becomes God's will for my life. Do you see what that means? That means you and I have just added 40 or 60 hours of God time to our week. Right? Not just an hour on Sunday or a 15-minute quick devotion in the morning and always feeling like, ah, probably should be doing more for God. Right? Here's, here, here's, here's this whole huge block of time that has now become God time. Time to spend in the center of his will, him smiling on us. You can talk with him through the day, worship him through the day, right? Your ears open to direction, right? Again, expecting his presence, his power, smiling on you all day long. And you know what? Really, it can be the same for hobbies, leisure time, enjoying a meal with loved ones, education, whatever it is, all without that nagging feeling that we should be doing something else, something spiritual, letting God down all the time. Can you imagine watching a football game or a good movie knowing that God was smiling on you and taking pleasure that you are enjoying the world that he's given to you. Really sets it in a new perspective, doesn't it? I'm reading a book and God's happy. Hmm. Now, sure, as you and I might pray about our overall life, Maybe God does have a different calling than what we're presently doing. But again, ultimately, it would fit like a glove and be the most satisfying life we could imagine. I'll never forget years ago hearing the testimony of a missionary um, that was waiting to be given the, the green light to go to a certain country. And they, they went to their denomination. They said, I, I, you know, I'm waiting to go here. And they said, we already have someone there. Why don't you go here? And they said, you don't understand. I got to go there. I've been praying for those people for months. I've been studying the language. I, I, I have this burden on my heart. I have to go to those people, right? It wasn't, it wasn't a calling that God was forcing on them. You have to be a missionary. No, they wanted to go. They were chomping at the bit because as they sought God about life, he had already begun to develop in them a desire, a love for this people. And they, and they couldn't not do it. 
right? So, so let's not get this thing that if I give it to God, he's going to suddenly force me into doing everything I hate. No, not at all. Again, the, the God who knows our personality and, and how we're wired, he's going to have something that is not only fruitful for the, the kingdom, but fruitful for us. Jesus said, that my joy would be in them, something that's going to bring a tremendous amount of satisfaction and joy to our lives. And it may not be a missionary, right? Um, It's far more likely that God needs a light right where you're already at, right in your neighborhood where you live. Far more likely. And yeah, when we give our schedule to the Lord, it's probably, no, it's definitely going to include some much-needed prayer time, a time in his word, so that we can discern his will, so that we can know his voice, so that we can know him better, right? So that we can grow spiritually, which is much more beneficial to us and to the world around us than three or four hours in front of the tube every night. Or scroll in Facebook, right? Sure. And yes, as we do that, he will probably put people on our hearts at times to pray for or to reach out to and encourage. He might have us join a ministry in the church. He might have us volunteer somewhere in the community. Stuff that that blesses us as well as others. Stuff that helps us to feel like we are a part of something bigger than ourselves. But again, when all is said and done, our wise God is going to have for us a life of balance. The right balance of work and Leisure and rest, right? All those things blessed, all those things in God's will for us, all those things him smiling upon in our lives. Now, it's not going to happen overnight, obviously. It's going to take some time. But how do we get there? How do we get there? What do we what do we do? All right? You want to get there? Just checking. Um, first of all, I'm not talking about some guilty surrender of our life to God. I'm not talking about that. Some some emotional thing that uh, I just I'm bad and I no 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 no. I'm talking about a joyous surrender of control, right? Trading our control for his perfect, glorious will for us. And then to prayerfully look at your overall life. Say, Lord, talk to me. You know, we're talking relationship here. Lord, talk to me. Talk to me about the big things, right? Am I really, at this point in my life, am I where you want me? In the bulk of my time, right? 
Whether, whether, whether I'm a job or retired or what is what what do you have for me? What's my calling at this point in my life? You know, studies show that more than 70% of people aren't happy in their jobs anyway. What if we let God pick? What if we really said, okay, Lord, what do you want? What do you want? Talk to me about the big things. And I'll give you a hint. You don't have to put your marriage there because uh, that's the one for you. Thought I'd get at least a chuckle out of that. But anyway, <laughs> that one's not up for grabs. Just just saying, in the, in the list of big things. Um, what do you want? And if you're sincere and you're going to him and you're saying, I'm open, talk to me, and he doesn't reveal anything, then stay where you're at. Do what you're doing. And do it, um, as long as it doesn't contradict God's word, obviously, but then do it with God's blessing and his favor. Take it as his calling and walk in it guilt-free. Take it as God time. Enjoy his presence and his blessing and his guidance as you do your tasks as you interact with people, right? Don't see it as this is my worldly stuff and this is my spiritual stuff over here. I go to church, I go to Bible study, men's group, ladies group, whatever, right? I got the world stuff. And no, 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 no. Make it all God's stuff. A life given over to him with his constant presence and his constant joy, even when we're chilling, which is okay. And the the, the little things, same thing with our quote-unquote free time, right? Take a few minutes after dinner or whatever. Take a few minutes. Lord, do you have anything for me tonight? Anything you want me to do? You might have a name come to mind. Maybe someone from the church prayer list. Pray for, reach out to. Maybe a neighbor or a relative. Maybe there's an issue that needs to be forgiven and reconciled. I don't know. Maybe the Lord will remind you, hey, you haven't had a date night with your spouse in a long time. Uh, you, you need to put some time into this. This is important for you guys. Or that you haven't really connected or talked out that issue that you had this morning or last week. Just kind of swept it under the rug. No, you need to spend some time chatting about this issue and get this cleared up and understand each other. Or maybe God will say, you know what? I want you, I, I want to have some quality time with you myself. Let's let's go alone. Let's let's open that book. Let's talk together. 
I got some things I want to share with you. I got some things I want to bless you with. I don't know. But again, he knows what's best. He knows what is priority. He knows what you need and I need. Including chill time. Right? So again, if you're sincere, if you're coming to the Lord and you're saying, God, you got anything for me? And, 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 and your heart's wide open and you don't sense anything from the Lord? Go ahead and chill. Go ahead and do your hobby. Go ahead and watch that movie. Provided it's one you'd invite him to watch with you. Right? Or your book. Or your family time. Or whatever. God knows you need all those things. They're all a part of life. They're all good for us. We need to learn to live life as God time. All of it in his presence. All of it with his power. All of it with his joy. To be in the moment and with him. Right? And we can. It's, it's, it's a transition up here. But we can. Jesus, take the wheel. Keep the wheel. Right? You lead. It's going to take some time. It's, it's a big shift. Don't put it off, but don't expect to change your whole life overnight, right? It's going to take more than one prayer session. The biggest thing that we're talking about here is willingness. The biggest thing is that handover, that sincere handover. Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm letting go. I'm letting go of my time, my life. And, and if I've never said it before, here you go. Here it is. You take it. You tell me what you want me to do. Help me to truly give you my life and not simply fit you into mine. Teach me. Show me how this is done. There's, there's no 17 steps. Show me how this is done. Me, right? Your, your journey is going to be different than mine. Everybody, again, unique, created unique by God. And, and don't do this. Don't make it a noose around your neck that if you, if you don't feel this sense of perfect harmony with God or whatever and, and you, you take a diversion for 10 minutes that all of a sudden, oh, no, I'm condemned and ah, right? The well, Bible says there is therefore now no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. How many glad of that verse? No condemnation. This is meant to be, uh, again, not, not, not a, a slavery thing to a taskmaster, but the joyful giving ourselves to someone and something better. Something better. Something better for us, something better for our families, something better for the world around us. And it should be the anticipation of the fullest, most rewarding life possible. Jesus said, I came that they may have life and have it abundant. Have it to the 
people. We weren't designed to just muddle along and get by. That's not who God is. That's not what he created for us. He's got a life of abundance. My cup overflows. That's what he's got for us. So let's anticipate that as we as we come together or, or get alone with him and say, Lord, I, I may have said those words at some point or another, but you know what? Today, here you go. Here you go. It's yours. What do you want? And let's look forward to God time. Amen? Because if we lose our lives for his sake, we're going to find it. And it's going to be good. Let's pray. Father, oh, Lord. First of all, I, I don't know if I speak for everybody, but but forgive me for sometimes believing that lie that if we really let go, oh boy. But that's not who you are, and we thank you for that. So Lord, we, we, we expect you to communicate with us through your word, through a song, through another person, through uh, something we hear on a radio, uh, just in prayer, an impression on our heart, Lord, the, the big things and the little things. And Lord, we look forward to just being able to enjoy ourselves at times. Uh, actually, we should be enjoying ourselves at work or whatever. Um, but to be able to be free to do our hobby or watch a football game or whatever without any guilt. Enjoy that time with you. Enjoy being in the center of your will. Enjoy the sense of your favor and your blessing on us consistently throughout the day. Help us, Lord, to develop then an ear towards you, listening through the day. If you have any little nudge, little direction, that will bless us and someone else. We look to you, Lord. We give you praise. We give you honor. We give you glory. Some name we pray. Amen. Got a song for you this morning. You've uh, probably never heard it. It's called Have Thine Own Way. Um, it's been, been, been a while since I've heard this song, but boy. Uh, somebody who wrote this really knew how to express this. So, so, so take this to heart and let's enter into this together. <laughs> 